the Africa mining sector needs transparency, good governance and sustainable practices. This is according to some panel experts attending this year's mining in Durban, Cape Town. The experts attending the second leg of the conference say the sector still faces some regulatory challenges and political risk in some countries. Uh, Even companies such as Anglo-American are calling for mining companies to do things differently and support local communities. Joining us now on the line to discuss the matter uh, is the African Capacity Building Foundation Director of Knowledge, Monitoring and Evaluation, Dr. Thomas Mutari. Uh, Very good morning to you, doctor, and welcome. Good morning. Thanks so much. Now, the mining in Daba has come and gone, and uh, for most part, uh, it was considered just a talk shop. Is there anything concrete you believe that came out of this year's in Daba? Absolutely. I, I think it's a fair point when people say that, uh, you know, uh, in Daba's like we sometimes can just be talk shops. Mm-hmm. And I think this was a point uh, that was made very clear that moving forward, we don't want to come next year with lamentations. Uh, so what we did was to make sure that um, at the end of that, uh, we came together as different partners to come up with some concrete steps that we're going to take moving forward. Uh, the key, as you might have as you rightly pointed out, is that there are two elements to this thing. So there is the issue of how do we optimize uh, resources uh, from the uh, um, mining sector and natural resources in general. And on the other hand, <clears throat> making sure that there is accountability of how that is going to be, the resources are being utilized. So we are going to uh, put in place programs, capacity building programs, uh, that will support uh, members of parliament and their committees, especially those committees that are in charge of natural resource management in a number of countries. And we are also putting in place a peer-to-peer uh, sharing mechanism where countries like Ghana, and Tanzania, who have put in place effective regulatory mechanisms, will have to share what works and doesn't with their colleagues. And we're also putting in place technical expertise that will go in countries supporting civil society, the media, and political parties, both in ruling and opposition, in how to uh, strengthen their regulations uh, to make sure that uh, the co- uh, conglomerates that are mining or extracting uh, natural resources in the third countries, are uh, having to, uh, to, to put in place regulations that are really tight and helping uh, to maximize on, on resources. So we have put in place a program that will now be crafting uh, in partnership with a number of, 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 of partners uh, to make sure that we don't just talk, but then we stand to act. Now, the issue of beneficiation, Doctor, has been the longest-running issue of contention here in South Africa and, and on the continent. Will we ever get it right here in South Africa? Yes, I think that's, that's something that also came out very clear. And I think it's, uh, it's something that um, uh, is now becoming a big issue. It's part of the transformation of the continent. There is a, a program uh, that um, uh, partners are trying to put together as well. Uh, which is about economic transformation, is part of the Agenda 2063. Uh, there they, they are in their uh, capacity issues, and what the African Capacity Building Foundation has done is to look at the capacity imperatives for implementing Agenda 2063. These have just been handed over at the last summit, at the January summit, to the African Union Commission uh, chairperson and the heads of state. 
what is clear in there is that uh, there is need now to come up with a beneficiation program. Uh, as, as you know, that already on the continent we do have an industrialization uh, as, uh, strategy for the continent. Now it's time to look at how do we as partners come together. We've got an African institution uh, like the African Capacity Foundation, UNEF, UNECA, uh, AUC, uh, as well as the African Government Bank, who are financiers, to be able to track heads together and see how best that program can work. But it's a fact uh, that we are losing a lot of uh, our value because we're, we're exporting raw, raw uh, materials, and, and a lot of our people, like in South Africa, are having to suffer, uh, you know, without jobs because most of these jobs, in a way, are just being exported out there because of lack of beneficiation. Talking about job losses uh, vis-à-vis mechanization, what are the challenges there? So, basically, the, the issue is really on, on job creation. First is just as you just pointed out. We are not uh, the industrialization strategies that our, our countries have put in place have not been operationalized. And as I say, one of the key challenges has been on capacity missing uh, in most of the countries, in two fronts. So you have the capacity both in terms of the human uh, that have to operationalize that. Uh, a lot of the skills that are being trained on the continent, and this is the work that we've done for the AUC, is coming out clear, is that we keep on tra- training social scientists in our universities. And so there is a mismatch between what is required out there uh, by the, uh, the, the industry and uh, what we are producing in our universities. Uh, and, and so uh, the, the point now is to come up with a skills revolution. I think Madam Zuma, uh, the, the outgoing African Union chairperson, has clearly time and again articulated this challenge. You will be shocked that even when you're talking, the continent, Africa, has more than a gap of 4.4 million engineers. And we're talking about even engineers that should come from the mining sector, uh, should support the mining sector. So we're having to bring expertise from outside the continent when we've got a huge need for mining engineers on the continent that we need to train. So we need to start training our own people, and that is creating jobs. Hmm. And so you will see that there's a lot of gaps in skills that we need to be looking at. That is a shocking figure, Doctor, and four million engineers needed, and we have the graduates and uh, uh, not trained in yes. that particular field. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so th- this is where we, we really need to have even what we call uh, soft skills, and that is transformative leadership. We need on the continent what we call transformative leadership. That is able to appreciate uh, that we cannot continue to just do business with the outside world without reflecting the long-term ramifications of what we are doing. So starting from the top, we need to have our leaders getting it right. We're doing long-term planning instead of, you know, being short, uh, short-sighted, uh, think, you know, planning short-term, because these will require uh, uh, visionary leadership. At the same time, institutions of capacity building like ours, African mm-hmm. Capacity Building Foundation, Doctor- it's high time we begin to look at them once we start training these skills, how do we retain them on the continent? Doctor, how do we make sure that we harmonize and these skills are used here on the continent? Because yes. oftentimes we've trained some of these skills 
and then we end up getting them out of the continent due to brain drain Doctor, because of the con- lack yes. of conduciveness of the environment. Doctor, we need a lot more time to discuss this, so we're going to have uh, make another appointment with you around this discussion, but that's where we got to leave it for now. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much. My pleasure. That was